Hi, welcome to After the Curtain Call, a podcast about filmmakers and actors uh, and how they got started, where they got started, and all of that good stuff. I'm your host, Morgan Hain, and on today's episode, this week's episode, we are talking to someone who is a singer, a dancer, and an actor who has performed in a bunch of theatre productions and musical theatre productions as well. Uh, and that person is Catherine Berry. In this episode, we're discussing um, how Catherine got her start and how she found the performing arts. Um, and we're talking about uh, musical theatre. We're talking about uh, theatre. We're also actually talking about a little bit of film as well. So... Uh, keep listening if you are interested in that, and I hope you enjoy. Let's get to it. done the most amazing podcast for you all. I don't think I can definitely uh, say in all confidence that it was the be- best podcast you will ever hear in your life. Unfortunately, you won't be able to hear it because someone someone didn't connect the sound to the camera. So you will never hear it. So after an hour and a half of recording a deep sensational, hilarious, amazing, insightful podcast. Here we are, doing it again. But it definitely won't be as sensational. But just think it could have been. Podcast with Morgan! (laughs) Podcast with Morgan! After the curtain call. I'm Catherine Berry, but this is Morgan's podcast, so I shouldn't be introducing things. Morgan should. Over to you, Morgan. Thank you, Catherine. Next on the weather. (laughs) <laughs> I feel like we're in a news report. Anyway, mm. um, how are you, Morgan? I'm fine. I'm just great. <laughs> Let me tell you. How did you get started in um, the performing arts? Uh, well, uh, like all mothers with uh, baby girls, they go, what should I do with my toddler? I'll put her into dance class. So um, that's not how my mother speaks, by the way. That's, okay. She she speaks with quite a normal Australian accent. I was born in Sydney, and like any other mother with a little girl, she decided to put me into dance class. My brother went to soccer, um, and I went to dancing. To be honest, in a way, I just never stopped. I started off doing jazz, tap, and ballet, uh, and what went from you know. Um, an afternoon a week to two, two afternoons a week, and then three, and then at one point when I, I think I was in year 11 or 12, I can't remember what year, Mm -hmm. um, but I was training uh, 
about seven days a week, you know, seven nights, afternoons a week. You know, I was in a hip-hop crew at the time, so you'd do your yeah, normal styles. Um, and, yeah, I, I'm, I'm trained mostly in, uh, like, commercial-type dance. So commercial's kind of like what you see in dance videos. Uh, not dance, sorry, music videos. Okay. I'm so sorry. Like music videos and, mm -hmm. um, you know, backup dances for concerts and stuff like That's that. That's cool. You know, actually... I always wanted to be a backup dancer. Yeah? Yeah. Alright, I'll make a music video and you can be a backup dancer. Really? Yeah. You've got to teach me choreography. Yeah. It's fine, I teach kids choreography. I'm sure you won't be. <laughs> Alright. <laughs> Take that how you will. <clears throat> okay. Kids, you're great. Working hard. So that's how I kind of got started into dancing. And then from there, I mean, dancing was kind of the branch out to singing and acting. Um, In what way? Well, my, uh, my, my, first, my first dance, no, not my first dance teacher. Anyway, the, the dance teacher I was mainly with when I was um, living in Sydney, um, she was really into musical theatre. So a lot of our dances were from shows, from musicals, uh, whether it be, you know, a tap dance, a lyrical dance, jazz dance, whatnot. I guess that got me into watching musicals. And I loved the idea that there is something that incorporates all three of these performing arts elements, singing, dancing, and acting. Uh, I had a really great... I started drama when I picked it as a year nine elective, um, and I had a really great teacher. And I guess it was my... I don't know. It was my safe place, this drama class. Mm -hmm. uh, I know it's very hard to believe, but I didn't have that many friends in high school. I know. Um, <laughs> so, uh, when I started drama, um, yeah, I, I kind of, it was kind of like a place for me to feel good about myself, you know? Right. Um, so that's how I guess I got into to acting. And was that drama class like one of those bludgy kind of ones or was it an actual good one? Um, I would say like any, I think any high school drama class, there's always students who choose it for a bludge subject. Mm. But I think our teacher was really dedicated. Of course, we had those lessons where we had like relief teachers and we all made paper aeroplanes out of our scripts. Um, <laughs> I think I still have the exact script I'm talking about. That's funny. Um, <laughs> but she, she taught us content and I still, I still remember the skills and the history that we studied in those. And I, I only studied with her year 9 and 10 because after that for year 11 and 12 I moved to Canberra. But those two years having those classes, I don't know, it was just gave me a really good start and a really good intro to, to drama and what it can achieve and what it can make you feel and what it can make other people feel. Right. Yeah. Um, and then singing, I like to sing. You know, here's a funny story. Yeah. So, okay, I've got to tell the story. So <laughs> my, first, my first adventure into singing outside of high five and wiggles and such. Um, yeah. You know, as a kid, you yeah, know, yeah, you sing. Yeah. yeah. Was uh, my dance teacher wanted to do a musical number from uh, Little Shop of Horrors. It was Grow For Me. And um, she wanted all of us or one of us or something like that to actually sing the song. And so she made the, the class sing it. And she was like, Catherine, ooh, you can stay on tune. Uh, you're the other gonna... kids couldn't? I don't... <laughs> I'm sure she didn't say that. But... Um, um, you know, she picked me to, to sing this song. Right. Um, so, and you know, of course it was, it was my first kind of 
moment in the spotlight, you know, mm-hmm. apart from the group kind of thing. So me and my mum were really excited for me. Um, uh-huh. <laughs> uh, so, you know, I had to practice and everything. She was like, oh, you know, we should get, we should watch the, the movie to see what the, the song's yeah. about yeah, yeah. kind of thing. Yeah. So she, instead of buying Little Shop of Horrors, the musical, right. she bought something, maybe it was under the same name, it was, probably was, and it was a black and white horror film. Did she film. get the, the original one? Yeah. And it's got Jack Nicholson in it. I don't know the, who it... And I, Jack Nicholson plays the patient that goes into the dentist surgery. Oh. The crazy I mean, I can't remember. Patient. This was years ago, like, you know. Yeah. Um, but anyway, so instead she got this, instead of the musical that's mm. singing and it makes a joke out of it and the plant talks. Yeah, yeah. She got the, uh, I guess, the original, the yeah. black and white horror film of it yeah. where this plant people yeah I was scarred as a little girl because I watched that and I was like where's this grow for me song within all of this Um, I was like oh my god Um, because on its own grow for me is this really nice song about this guy wanting this plant to grow yeah and I was like the plant eats people oh my god anyway so that's my story with that that's funny (laughs) hey do you know fun fact that was Jack Nicholson's first ever role on screen. Really? Mm. There you go. Mm. We're all connected. <laughs> In the great circle it was, of It life. was his first um, role. It was probably my first time watching a horror movie. There you go. There you go. <laughs> see? But anyway, so that's that was my first kind of singing thing mm-hmm. that kind of gave me, oh, maybe I am decent at this. Like, I like doing it, and maybe other people might like me doing it too. What was your question? Did I answer it? How did you get into acting? How did you get into right. performing arts? Yeah. Um, why did you keep doing it then? What a good question. Oh, thank you. Um, why do I keep doing yeah. it? Yeah. It's something I've always done, mm-hmm. and I mean, I'm not, I'm not a very certain person in life. It's something about I'm not certain about, about many things. Or about About many things. About what to eat for dinner, or where to live in the future or on Mars possibly see I'm uncertain about it okay (laughs) but knowing that this is something I want to do is something I've kind of almost always been certain about you know continuing doing it and it's I guess for anyone who who does some kind of art it's like I don't know, you know, one of those lame sayings where like, you're born with it or, you know, you you grow into it or you, I don't know, it's one of those things you just can't live without, um, depending on what capacity you do it at, if it's it's amateur or if you're doing it as a career. And I think, oh, I better be, I don't know, (laughs) someone tell me if I'm not, but I think I'm, I'm decent enough and I have enough skills that I think people will want to watch me do these things perform in these things Mm -hmm. like I have something to that's how I can give back to I guess the world that's so lame I'm not good at writing stuff and I'm not good at like science I I I haven't been inspired to pursue and therefore I'm not very good at you know maths and science and that kind of thing that's that's not something I would necessarily you know, say, I'm going to do this for the world, I'm going to do this for the community because I'm good at it and I'm going to help save lives by being a doctor or something like that. Right. I will kill people if I do that, if I try to do that, so I'm not doing that. Um, 
but I think uh, for entertainment purposes, I think I can entertain people pretty okay. I think I, I love to investigate, you know, emotions and what makes characters tick and stuff. I don't know. Am I making sense? Yeah, it's really good. That's a that's it does make sense. So I get what you're saying. Yeah. So it's like I feel like I can give um, give my skills in performing back to to people. Um, right. And you know, but in saying that, you know, it's not just for other people. Like it's for me as well. Like it's something they say. You know, you have to do something you love. You don't have to. I mean. It might be appropriate to do something you like doing, otherwise you would, think you would so. be miserable. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so you, you do it. You do it because you love it, and you you know you think you're at least at least a little bit good at it. And on that note, the most recent thing I saw you do, mm. or saw you in, was did you actually see me in it? In what? Whatever you're about to say. Yes. Really? What did you see me in? Not a show. Um, <laughs> sorry. <laughs> Um, the 10th anniversary of um, Film Australia and you sung a song and it was beautiful. Ah, thank you. It was so good. I was amazed. I was sitting in my seat like, oh my God, that voice is amazing. Thanks. That was really good. Yeah, it was all right. No, it was really good. I can't do that. Well, you, okay, if you say so. I really can't because you have the voice of an angel. Whether People you realize say that, it or but not. like, who has ever heard an angel? Uh, How would you know? What if an angel was like, hello? <laughs> That's a heavy smoking angel. <laughs> <laughs> that angel's been on. <laughs> having a rough day, having a cold. I'd like that. I'd like an angel that just, you just would be like, you know those voices that you're like, please stop speaking. Not that I've met anyone, but creating like a, anyway. <laughs> angels with bad voices. That's what I want to see. I think they're disrepresented, not enough represented in media. What have you been in recently? I didn't ask that before. Um, I, a few weeks ago we finished, I, I was in um, Legally Blonde, the musical, um, an amateur production. The Philharmonic Society did that at Arendelle Theatre. Mm-hmm. Um, I, was, I was in the ensemble in the Delta News uh, and I played Kate. So Kate's Oh, the, the the story of Legally Blonde is mm-hmm. uh, L Woods L Woods comma L L Woods. Her name's L. Okay. <laughs> and she's a blonde, uh, and she's uh, got a four point average in fashion merchandising. Anyway, she gets broken up with by her hot boyfriend, who's mm-hmm. going off to Harvard Law, right? Because she isn't serious enough okay. for him. Um, so she's like, oh, I can be serious. And so she goes to Harvard Law 2 to become serious. All right. And so my character helps her study to get into Harvard Law. And then we become like a Greek chorus and stuff, and it's pretty fun. It's a good musical. Interesting. Yeah. They're making musicals out of everything these days. They are. they like, the lineup of musicals they're making at the moment are like just from all these, um, like rom-coms and stuff. Like they're doing... But what about Shrek? The musical. Yeah, they're doing. Sh- they've done Shrek. They've done SpongeBob SquarePants mm. musical. Um, they're about to do. They've done Mean Girls. They're about to mm. do Clueless. Really? Yeah. What kind of songs will be in that? I don't know. Mm. We'll have to wait and see. Mm. Um, and there's just there's a lot of others. Yeah. Um, mm. See, I see musicals that actually have music in the film. 
Some musicals don't have films. But what I'm saying is... Yeah. Musicals are usually based off... Like, I can only think of a rare few where musicals aren't based off something. Like, they're just a musical. Most musicals have are inspired by, like, you know, a book or a movie mm. or both. Like, Wicked. True. That's, like, Wizard of Oz book inspired the movie, which inspired the Wicked book, which inspired the Wicked musical. It's a long route. Mm. And then they're going to probably make a Wicked movie out of that. That'd be cool. I'll see the movie. I haven't oh, seen yeah, the musical. for sure. No, you haven't seen Wicked? No. Oh, popular one. Yeah, classic. I know it's popular. I haven't seen it, though. Yeah, no, it's a classic. It's a banger. <laughs> Is it? <laughs> Apparently. I've said it now. Uh, and I was also in... The other thing I was just recently in is I, yeah. I, I'm in an improv troupe right. um, called uh, Lightbulb Improv. Mm-hmm. We're an improvisation group of, in Canberra. Can people... Do they have classes? They have drop-in classes. Yeah. Where can people find that kind of thing? Look us, we... up, look us up on Facebook. I'm pretty sure we have an Instagram page. Right. I don't know if we have a website. What's but it? Facebook and Instagram. And what's it called? Lightbulb Improv. Like okay. a little light bulb. Um... And we do we do monthly improv shows, um, yeah, at the, at the start of every month. Where? Usually at Smith's Alternative. Right. Okay. Yeah. Anyway, we were recently a part of a improv festival called Canberra Unscripted that's been going for I think it's on its on its third year now, where improvers or improv groups from all over Canberra can get together and they make a uh, series of shows with a kind of a format. So that's what I've been up to. And earlier in the year, you were also in a play. Yes, I was. Um, you were referring to the woman the in black. Woman in black. And I believe that you were the woman in black. I was the woman in black. It was. Uh, it was really fun. It's. It's not. So it's. It's mainly um, these uh, two other actors who are, you know, because uh, I don't actually have any. Yeah, my my character, the woman in black. It's it's a horror thing, and I don't actually have any any lines, so to speak. So. That was pretty fun because it was pretty chill. No stress in learning lines or anything. Right. And just turn up and, and walk act. around. Yeah, no. Well, you have to act. There's, there's still some serious stuff. <laughs> but a lot of, uh, yeah. <laughs> um, I did have to do a little, a small voiceover part, but like not every, like you record it once and it plays. Right. But no, that was, that was really fun. It was a fun show. Um, I got to scare people, which mm-hmm. I found out is really enjoyable. Is it? Um, it is. It is. I mean, you know, a, a good amount. A nice, uh, you know. Um, there was the first appearance I have is. Did you see it? No, I didn't. Because no? I think I was away that weekend. It was on two weekends. Was yeah. It? Yeah. One weekend I was definitely away, and the other weekend I don't know what I was doing. Huh. That's right. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> um, but the the first appearance I make is actually behind the audience. So we're, you know, it's at Perform Australia, mm-hmm. the theatre there. Oh, I'm going to be really bad at this. I, I'm terrible at, at uh, actual terms for theatre things and such. The audience is on, are, are on levels, on steps. So I had to, um, in this big kind of, is it Victorian? I'm just going to say Victorian dress. I had to climb up a ladder and try not to make any sound while climbing up a squeaky ladder in a big Victorian-type dress as if I had to appear behind them. Um, that was the hardest part. Uh, our, our second last dress rehearsal, I fell down the ladder. Actually, uh, uh, the, I had to climb two ladders. 
we had we had a preview audience in. Yeah, I climbed up to the top of this ladder, did my little thing. Then I was climbing back down as the other you know the other two actors were acting, mm-hmm. um, and I missed a step. So all the kids heard me go, oh. <laughs> <laughs> Not like that, but yeah, so that was fun. Um, was it though? That bit wasn't. Okay. But um, uh, it's it's funny as well in that show how what the audience don't see is so not scary. Uh, with a horror show like that, it's it's it it relies heavily on you know special effects like the lighting and the smoke and um, like a magician kind of mm-hmm. the um, distracting people. Uh, so what you don't see is me, like, you know, lifting up my skirt and kind of running like a little elf or something around, trying to sneak around. Um, and me just plonked, because uh, there was, you know, some sections, some long sections where I'm not on stage for a while. Me right. just plonked there eating some lollies and, you know, me fully dressed up with all this makeup and just sipping on a little iced tea. Um, so that was funny. Having to stand in awkward positions for ages and be like, oh. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Um, anyway, sorry, I digress. No, it's all right. There were some weird pig sounds coming out of that theatre when that was on. Pig sounds? Yeah. Was there not? There wasn't any pigs. Are you sure? That might have just been me. Okay. Because <laughs> I, <don't know. laughs> I you guys were doing a rehearsal and I was out the back filming screen class mm. and we just like halfway through a take and we just hear this weird like pig squeal sound and I was like what on earth is that and I was told that it was from the theater actually yeah yeah uh, we were playing around with lots of sound effects I don't think that made the final show okay behind the scenes behind the scenes cool theater you do a lot of theater I do Um, I would really like to get into screen acting a bit more I, I haven't I haven't done much of that. Why not? Is it just because you don't like it or you, you're not interested or theatre is more accessible for you? Or I don't know. I guess, um, like, it's ju- it just hasn't come up as much um, right. for me. Like, it's more easy. It, there's been more theatre auditions and stuff that I've, I guess, been available or interested to do. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think, well, I've heard as well that... The, the screen kind of community um, are, are very much uh, it's who you know kind of thing. You know, they won't mm. hold auditions. They'll ask who mm. they already know um, to be a part of, of their film or whatnot. Especially in camp. Yeah, I mean, I, which is fair enough to an extent where if you know someone, you know what they're capable of mm. and that's what you expect. Yeah. Um, but it is hard for people, I, I guess like me, who... Who don't know many um, filmmakers um, to right. try and break in there. Um, uh, at the same time, yeah, pe- people do say, you know, oh well, you've got to start doing extra stuff, like being extras in films and do, you know, uni student films and stuff like that, which I have been part of. Have um, you now? I have. I have. Tell us more. <laughs> um, uh, but th- I find as well. They can be, I guess, time-consuming for mm. little uh, benefit. Yeah. Especially, like, in extras. Um, yeah. Uh, yeah. I agree. And, um, 
and personally, I haven't had the greatest experience with um, uni students. Not you. <laughs> I'm so sorry. Not not you specifically. Other people I have worked with. I'm so sorry um, to put you through that many years ago. <laughs> was it two years ago? Two years ago. Mm. Damn, time flies when mm. you're having fun. Hey, what's your favorite song to sing in the car? Oh, I have so many. Depends on my mood. I would say. Uh, well, at the moment, uh, I just saw Frozen 2, yeah. like, last weekend. Yeah. So, like, that's... I've been singing that constantly okay. for... since I saw it. So that would... that's that's my go-to right now. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Some rockin' songs. And then I've gone... I've gone back to the original Frozen movie as well. So that's, like, Frozen, Frozen 2. Yeah. And last question. What is the best advice you've ever had or could ever give? I guess, I guess something like, well, like, I guess, I guess around my own kind of morals is, um, it's to do with kind of like enjoying life and having fun kind of thing and what you do and stuff like that. And so, like, if it's important to you, find a way to, if something's important to you, find a way to, to do it. I guess in terms in terms of like, um, uh, you know, if you want to do something in the performing arts or something like that, um, you know, don't listen to people who are like, oh, it's not gonna make any money and all that kind of stuff, and like, uh, it's hard and stuff. Y you know what I mean? Yeah. Like. If you if you want to do it, if you find a if you have that passion for it, then find a way to do it. I mean, it might not always be exactly what you dreamed of. Like you know, I want to be an actor in movies in Hollywood. Like that might not be possible. It, like as in it it could be, but but there are other your dream. Follow oh this is so lame. Like follow your dream. <laughs> Why are you making me do what this? <laughs> Follow your dream, but your dream might all, not always turn out the way you imagined it to be. But still follow it. Does that make sense? I, I think so. I, yeah, I know what you're saying. You think so? I don't know. If, yeah, if it's important to you and you enjoy it, then, then why, the, why the hell not do it? And if, and if, you don't enjoy it then change it up bro exactly you know I, and I think it's always good to go back to sometimes you can lose focus of why you're like in terms of you know the industry and performing arts you can lose focus of, of why you got into it or why you want to do this in the first place I think it's always good to remind yourself sometimes and go back to you know why you're doing something what's in it for you why do you ask me this question that's a hard question that's it Thank you, Catherine, so much for coming on this podcast here today. It's been great. It's been fun. It's been real. Thanks, Molly. That's all. Thank, th thanks for listening, people who have listened to, to, to the entire thing, or just a little bit, you know, but you won't hear the thank you until the end. Well, that's today's episode. If you enjoyed it, like us on Facebook at ATCC Show. 
of course, if you haven't already, because that's where we'll be posting links to new episodes every week when a new one comes out. Hope to talk to you next week on a new episode of After the Curtain Call. Bye.